Just a quick heads up that I am currently on maternity leave, which means that the Fertility Co podcast is taking a break. But please don't panic because I'm already working on some exciting things behind the scenes. And when I come back, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a brand new, completely free mini course all about ovulation and finding your fertile window. In the meantime, there are still heaps of ways that you can continue to learn about your fertility and your menstrual cycle while I take a break. If you're just getting started with charting your cycle, you can check out my free fertility roadmap. If you want to dive deeper and learn exactly when you're ovulating, then you can watch my Fix Your Fertility Masterclass. There is, of course, also my Conceive with Confidence workshop series and, of course, my flagship online program, Fertility School. If you want individualized support from a trained fertility educator, that's me, then you can book in to my wait list for a one-on-one consult. And I would love to work with you to achieve your fertility goals in 2024. Spots are strictly limited though, and links to all of those resources are in the show notes. In this episode, we're talking about post-pill acne. We're covering how to manage your skin as you transition off hormonal birth control, and I'll give you some handy tips from someone who has definitely been there that are a little more helpful than just telling you to wash your face. I'm Rachel and I'm obsessed with all things periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor and helping women just like you to navigate all of life's major milestones. I'm a physiotherapist and natural fertility educator and my passion is teaching women how to take control of their health. Fertility, pregnancy, nutrition and menstrual cycle health, we'll dive deep into all of it right here. All those questions you've been secretly Googling, all those things you're too embarrassed to ask your doctor because, well, we're women. Shouldn't we just know this stuff? So get comfy and get ready to finally have all of your questions answered. Hit subscribe now and let me teach you what they never taught us in health class. You're listening to the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. Want to say goodbye to hormonal contraceptives and their weird and unpleasant side effects? Want to improve your chances of conceiving quickly and naturally? Sounds like you need my fertility roadmap, my simple three-step system to understanding your body's natural fertile signs and pinpointing ovulation day so that you can use this knowledge to achieve or avoid pregnancy. To grab your free copy, head over to manawomenswellness.com forward slash roadmap. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Manor Women's Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Rachel, and today we are talking about post-pill acne. Here's a secret. There is one single thing that I miss about being on the pill, and it's how damn clear my skin was. So I started having breakouts when I was about 11, and it's seriously traumatizing to have the other kids at school asking what those red spots are on your face. I tried so hard to listen to my mom and not pop them, but my teenage years were not fun. I wore way too much makeup, and I was so aware of my skin all the time. Then I started taking the pill, and oh, wasn't this glorious, to have days where I wouldn't wake up to another fresh breakout was heaven. And I'd seriously forgotten all of the past trauma until I went off the pill and they all came back again. 
I've been off the pill for years now and I'm 30. I'm in an age bracket where I'm waking up to discover both pimples and grey hairs in the morning and that's something I didn't think was possible. So I am by no means an expert on this and I will never be in a Clearasil commercial, but in this episode I'm going to talk about the biology behind acne and how it relates to the pill and hormone balance. And I'll share some tips to help you to manage your breakouts and love your skin as best you can. Like how teenage years weren't angsty enough without having to experience the highs and lows of breakouts too. But once we make it to the other side of puberty, not all of us emerge with clear skin. Our hormones like to remind us who's boss and often around ovulation or before our period or during, a few fresh spots will emerge. For some, our skin can get worse as we get older and the pill can be prescribed and uses a band-aid solution to control these breakouts. So when we decide to come off the pill, acne is definitely something that a lot of us fear returning. Acne in adulthood can be quite different to what we experienced in our teenage years. It can be cystic and painful and can really indicate that your skin is sensitive to things like weather, the sun, certain fabrics, makeup, or it could be a sign of underlying hormonal imbalance. Sure, the pill can be helpful in managing our acne, but like all the other things that it helps to fix, it's a band-aid solution. And coming off the pill, it can be worse than before. There's only so much that makeup can do, and when you're struggling with acne, the very last thing you want to be dealing with is caking on product after product to hide your really sensitive skin. While it's easy for some that aren't living with it to say that they don't notice your skin, that it's just a few spots, it's no big deal, trust me, I know that it's so much more than that to you. It has a huge impact on our mental and emotional well-being, and it can absolutely be a factor in staying on the pill for longer than you want to. And so, how do you manage your skin after coming off the pill? First, we need to identify the underlying cause, and this can be broken down into four key areas. Number one is hormone imbalance. Like so many women who experience different types of hormonal imbalance, the pill was likely prescribed before they ever really got to the bottom of the concerns. And when you're on the pill and the symptoms disappear, you're not going to persist with investigating something if it's not worrying you anymore, right? So we forget about it. But just like reproductive conditions like endometriosis or PCOS, your symptoms aren't being cured or treated by being on the pill. They're being masked and they will emerge again when you stop taking it. Unless the underlying cause of your acne and breakouts is addressed, unfortunately your skin issues will return when you come off the pill. And that's where working with a qualified healthcare professional is absolutely essential. The first thing to think about when it comes to your skin symptoms is when they're at their worst. This is usually at puberty, during pregnancy, during times of high stress, after traveling when we're often sleep deprived, jet lagged and out of our regular routine, as well as approaching menopause. So these key seasons of life in particular are associated with changes in your hormone balance. But your skin will likely fluctuate throughout your menstrual cycle too. Like I said, around ovulation and in the lead up to and during your period is often when breakouts happen. Timing is everything and yet another reason to really get on board with charting your menstrual cycle and understanding exactly what phase of the cycle you're in every day. All of these symptoms are clues about your internal hormone balance and what could be going on inside your body. If you're still new to charting or figuring out your menstrual cycle, then have a listen to my menstrual cycle masterclass series, so episodes 12 to 15 of the podcast, where I dive deep into each stage of the menstrual cycle, what the hormones are doing during each phase, and how to support your body with nutrition, exercise, and self-care. 
And so we know about the potential imbalance between our key sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone, and how this imbalance can often contribute to PMS or ovulation symptoms. Estrogen is dominant in the first half of the menstrual cycle, then drops suddenly as progesterone surges after ovulation. Then, in the second half of the cycle, progesterone is dominant until it suddenly drops around our period. We then have low levels of both estrogen and progesterone at the start of our next menstrual cycle, and estrogen gradually rises again as ovulation approaches. So of all of the factors that I've talked about so far, often linked with physical or emotional stress and the effects that stress has on the body, these can significantly impact our sex hormones and contribute to imbalance. If you want to learn more about the effects of stress on the menstrual cycle, have a listen to episode 5, and to learn more about hormonal imbalance, you can listen to episode 23. So what about testosterone? It's still considered a female sex hormone, even though it's thought of as a male hormone, and breakouts during our teenage years, and puberty in general, is due to testosterone. Studies suggest that during puberty, teenage girls experience really high levels of testosterone that not only turns us into monsters, but also puts us in a similar state than we see in women with PCOS, excess androgens of which testosterone is one. The majority of us will transition through this phase and move on into adulthood relatively unscathed, but for others, these levels linger longer than we would like. So we can blame testosterone for our breakouts because one of its jobs is to stimulate the glands of our skin that produce sebum, which is an oily, waxy kind of substance that makes up most of your body's natural oils. Among other things, it contains triglycerides and fatty acids as well as cholesterol. Sebum is really important because it protects the skin, but if you have very oily skin, your body may be producing an excess amount of sebum, which leads to acne. Number two of the areas we need to identify is stress. That's right, stress is at it again. I know it's easier said than done, but seriously, if we could eliminate stress, then 99% of our problems would be solved when it comes to our health and our hormones. Once again, episode five is one to listen to here about the direct effects of stress on the menstrual cycle, and there is a very good chance that some kind of internal or external stress is contributing to your skin problems. We know that when we're stressed, cortisol is released from the adrenals. Not only does this dominate progesterone, also produced by the adrenals, but it also causes lower levels of progesterone and estrogen dominance and hormone imbalance results. Cortisone also leads to an increased production of sebum. So our skin gets oilier and more prone to breakouts when we're stressed. Plus, cortisol also triggers inflammation. Meaning those of us who are predisposed to that redness, acne, and other skin irritations like eczema or rosacea, well, stress will likely trigger those too. Next, we need to look at your thyroid gland. So the thyroid is really closely linked with estrogen, and thyroid dysfunction is really common culprit for wonky menstrual cycles due to the way it regulates estrogen levels, again, causing that hormonal imbalance with progesterone. So as a bit of a guide, if you find that your skin is very hot and sweaty and you're red and blushing a lot, your thyroid could be overactive. On the other hand, if your skin is really dry, not smooth, and you don't sweat much, your thyroid could be underactive. If the thyroid is working too hard or not working hard enough, estrogen levels will be off, causing that imbalance with progesterone and breakouts happen around ovulation in your period in particular. Are we sensing a theme here? Our delicate hormone balance is everything, and there's such a domino effect on every other area of our bodies and aspects of our health when our sex hormones are off. 
Finally, we need to look at our skin as an organ. When we're identifying the underlying problem of our acne, we need to look at our skin itself. Our skin is an organ, so the body's largest organ, in fact, and it's our body's protective layer, its barrier between the inside and the outside worlds. Your skin absorbs about 80% of what goes on it, and it's absorbed directly into your bloodstream. I've used this example before, but think about how a nicotine patch works, and it'll make you think twice about everything you put on your skin. I've talked a lot about xenoestrogens and chemicals that disrupt our delicate hormone balance in episode 24, and these chemicals can cause fertility issues, thyroid dysfunction, some breast and reproductive cancers, as well as hormone issues like endometriosis and PCOS. So if you think you're being really diligent with a super extensive skincare routine, there is a chance you could be making the problem worse if what you're applying to your skin contains these chemical disruptors that are disrupting your hormones as well as the good bacteria on your skin. You might have heard before that scrubbing your face multiple times a day strips your skin of its good oils too and creates an overproduction of oil, sebum, and that's absolutely true. And if the skincare and makeup products that we're using too are full of chemicals, they're disrupting oil balance, bacteria balance, and hormone balance too. The natural pH of the skin is affected and hallow breakouts. Making the switch to natural skincare and makeup products that don't contain these chemicals won't disrupt your skin's natural state. And I promise you'll be surprised that sometimes less is more. So while your hormones could absolutely be contributing to your skin problems, don't forget to look at the obvious contributing factors of what's going on your skin and how well you're looking after it. And for a lot of us with skin problems, we're probably doing too much and irritating it further. Okay, so we've identified some of the most common underlying causes of our breakouts that have been masked for the time that we've been on the pill. So now our first step to managing the problem is to start before coming off the pill. For some of you, you might have already stopped taking the pill and that's totally okay, but if you're still contemplating and you're worried about your skin flaring up when you ditch the hormones, start caring for your skin a little more now and your body may adjust better down the track. So here's how we do it and we're going back to the basics. Step one is to eat lots of fresh veggies and avoid those crappy processed foods with zero nutritional value. Gut health is everything, and when your gut microbiome, the good bacteria in your digestive tract, are disrupted, then your health is affected. If your gut's not healthy, it can't properly absorb the nutrients it needs from food, and it can't detoxify the toxins that are going in too. You are what you eat, and gut health is enormously linked to skin health. You might also want to speak with a nutritionist about potentially inflammatory foods like gluten and dairy. I don't recommend eliminating entire food groups just for the hell of it, but you can work with a nutritionist or a dietitian to determine if there are particular foods that are making your skin worse. This may change according to the phases of your menstrual cycle too, so you might need to avoid inflammatory foods, especially in the lead up to your period. Again, this is something you could be charting throughout your cycle. Next, talk to a healthcare professional about taking a good quality supplement, especially if you're coming off the pill because you're preparing for pregnancy. Hormonal contraceptives can lead to nutrient depletion, and we want this to be under control, ASAP, so that we're in the best possible position to support our hormones as we transition off the pill. Don't self-prescribe and always find a high quality supplement. 
Next, drink more water. If you're feeling thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Remember that. Aim for about one and a half to two liters of fluids every day. Coffee doesn't count. And vary this according to your size and weight, the weather, and how physically active you've been. Which brings me to exercise. We all know exercise is good for us, but sweating as a result of exercise helps our bodies to release toxins. If our gut health is poor and there are too many toxins in our body, our skin is the first place that shows us. Sweating every day helps get those toxins out. When it comes to shitty skin, I feel your pain. I really do. And nobody wants to put themselves in a situation where they know their skin is about to get worse, which is why so many women stay on the pill for non-birth control related reasons. Hormone balance is a huge factor, but so is how you treat your skin. Your skin is going to reflect what's going on inside your body. And while the pill has been masking those underlying concerns, you'll need to address them once the artificial hormones have been flushed from your body. Acne is a sign that your hormones aren't happy, and there's only so much that topical creams and lotions can do to help you. It's so important to know your own triggers, whether that's particular times of your menstrual cycle, foods, weather, heat, any factors that you have recognized as aggravating your breakouts. Don't dismiss it just because it's the lead up to your period. Acne is really frustrating to deal with, but you can absolutely help the problem if you know what's causing it. That wraps up today's episode. If you learned something new or found value in today's episode, I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what you want me to talk about in upcoming episodes. So this episode was created because the fear of post-pill acne has popped up a couple of times in my DMs now. So if there's something that you want to talk to me about, let me know. You can get today's show notes with everything that I talked about in this episode, as well as links to freebies and other related episodes. I've talked about a few in this one. All of that is over at manorwomenswellness.com forward slash 33. Don't forget, you can also download your free fertility roadmap to help you get started charting your body's fertile signs as you transition off hormonal birth control and start relying on those fertile signs to help you know when to time sex to achieve or avoid pregnancy. I will see you in next week's episode where I'll be talking about why you should be charting your menstrual cycle, even if you have no plans to get pregnant soon. Okay, bye for now. And don't forget that knowledge is power. When you understand your body, you are empowered to make informed decisions and take control of your health. Until next time. If you've made it this far, you deserve a huge virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you hit subscribe now so you don't miss when the latest goes live. Why not make my day and leave me a quick rating and review while you're over there? If you want more, head on over to Instagram at Mana Women's Wellness, slide into my DMs and say hello, or you can visit manawomenswellness.com forward slash podcast for show notes and access to all of the freebies that I talked about in this episode. Until next time. Let's talk about TempDrop. TempDrop's wearable sensor and accompanying charting app brings the full fertility tracking solution right to your phone, where the TempDrop sensor on your upper arm during sleep and then just sync to the charting app whenever it's convenient for you. 
Tempdrop believes that every woman should be empowered and equipped with the knowledge to take control of their body. Sound familiar? That's where Tempdrop steps in to provide clear science-backed technology to help you to better track your cycle. I only recommend products that I use and love, and I love my Tempdrop tracker. You can get 10% off your tracker with the code AFFertilityCo or head to fertilityco.com.au forward slash Tempdrop for more information.